What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Monday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. We are back. Duncan Steele is here. Dunk. Good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, depressed. Why are you depressed? Because we lost yesterday. The boys lost. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty Monday. That means I had to see Shannon Sharp all over Instagram all day today. What was Shannon Sharp saying today on Instagram uh, or he, in general? He brought another handle of Henny mm-hmm. and some cigars, a do rag, some glasses. And I love Shannon Sharp, but just not today. That's, that's one of my favorite shows to watch because of Shannon Sharp. And do you watch real, it every day? Yeah, because I always have to see Shannon Sharp's reactions because most of them aren't really like logistical or anything like that. It's not about like facts or anything like that. It's just him being him. It's the personality aspect of it. Like it's still sometimes garbage, but it's cool. I don't watch it, but I do enjoy Shin Sharp from time to time. And the drip Bayless stuff is starting to catch on. I oh see. God. It's that's the worst. That's the worst. I'm sorry that that that's never going to catch up with me. I'm not with it. I, I still will always give Skip Bayless credit because of the stories of his, like, addiction to, like, working out and, like, living in a hotel during the week when he was on um, cold pizza back in the day on ESPN. And, really? Like, yeah, he would go, like, multiple times a day to the gym. He's still shredded, but, like, he yeah. was someone who, like, lived a crazy life and just put in the work and time. And I don't know. It seemed kind of lonely and isolating, but... Yeah, that seems kind of like scary. That seems like that's an addiction that's uh, supplementing something else. But whatever. I mean, I don't know anything about it, but that, that sounds weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was just something. I forgot who it was. So I remember just telling, like, reading something about his thing and uh, working out and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, did Shane Sharp ever play for the Cowboys? No, 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 no. He was, he was uh, Ravens, Broncos. Yeah, yeah. He, was he Bron- passed around at the end. I just don't remember if he actually was a Cowboy. I mean, it really, no, nah, no, nah, it never happened. I mean, he was a, he was a Bronco and then he got really paid and then he went to Baltimore for that second big check and he, it just fizzled off from there. After mm-hmm. Baltimore, his, his career didn't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get to the Cowboys oh. and what happened to the Cowboys. Oh, I have a lot to talk about about that. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there, but we don't have to start off with the somber, somber yeah. portion of the podcast. Um, Jay Gruden, first coach fired. Um, a lot of people coming into the season had him as the first coach fired. I it, It's weird for me because I remember just the last couple of years I have spent kind of not really arguing against um, anyone in particular. It's just more of I've always been bullish on the Redskins and Bengals talent over the years. And I was just like, not that I think they're elite. I just don't think they can ever be bad. Like, they were just, Jay Gruden just never had bad years. Like mm-hmm. His first year was bad in Washington, but, like, outside of that, he's been a model of basically <laughs> average. Like, yeah. he would always go 7-9, to nine and I was just like, eh, I don't know. And if a couple of things break right, Haskins is good. The offensive line, Trip Williams shows up. Things, like, I like the uh, Darius Geis a lot. Like, they drafted pretty well. Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. is a really good receiver. He looks like he could be a guy. 
Um, the defense has a lot of talent. They signed Landon Collins. They did a lot of smart stuff. Um, they've drafted, I mean, just reasonably well. And the Bengals have done the same thing with their 11 personnel and John Rosh, AJ Green. Like, Jonah Williams is a good pick. He just went down for the season. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon is still a really good back. Like, they just, both teams have a lot of talent. They just can't seem to put it together. But the bottom has fallen out for both of them. And now it looks like the Bengals are screwed for the next couple of years. Uh, they already have their new coach in Zach Taylor. But now you have the Redskins going a different way. Jay Gruden finally the bottom falling out after getting uh, beaten by the Pats. But they were really good in the first half. Um, the Pats got like the big thing about Washington. And this is goes back to hiring Jim Tom Sula as their defensive line coach. That dude's just really good at that. They've just drafted Alabama linemen. They have Matt Ioannidis. They have Kerrigan. They have Jonathan Allen. They have all these different dudes rushing the passer, passer, and they were they were good yesterday. They got a lot of pressure on Brady. And if you watch a lot of that game like I did, it was just the Redskins, you could just see it. They have talent. They mm-hmm. have guys. Um, Colt McCoy was awful. But outside of that, I just – I feel bad for what's going on there, but I also don't think it's like a, a situation where the Redskins can't get back to respectability pretty quick. I mean, the stuff with Haskins is really weird mm-hmm. and the way they're handling this and the way people are talking about him and just the all the all the just rumors circulating about him um right now and that the Redskins Dan Snyder overruled Jay Gruden and drafting him and he didn't want him. He wanted someone experienced and I also understand why Gruden wanted that because Gruden probably looked at it as like I have to win this year. Right. So I want someone who can actually help me win, but sometimes did you think you were going to win with Case Keenum? I don't know. It's all very interesting, but Jay Gruden officially first coach fired. Yeah, I mean, I think I think everything kind of fell out for him when Alex Smith got hurt. When he went down, and then their O lineman started going down, and D lineman started going down. It was it was nothing really in particular that Jay Gruden or anybody on that front office staff did wrong. It was just injuries plagued them so bad. And when you lose a franchise player in Alex Smith, who you were looking at being your guy, and if you look at the football they were playing with Alex Smith, they were playing really well. Like they were playing a tough physical brand of football, running the ball, getting up, getting to the passer, all the good things, all the good fundamental things that you want to have. And, but now it's like you have Case Keenum, which we've seen the best, we've seen the best and worst of Case Keenum. We've seen how that's going to go. And also with Dwayne Haskins, you got a quarterback who's your guy of the future. But from what I've been hearing, he's not even going to be ready for the next year, year and a half, maybe two years. So. They're gonna they're gonna struggle. Um, I knew Jay Gruden was gonna get fired, but I honestly thought Dan Quinn was gonna be the number one guy off the list. And all honestly, just because of how they played, but the Redskins have played everybody pretty tough. Like the Cowboys, the they Eagles. had a better game. Like if you were ever gonna pick after just yesterday's games, like the Falcons gave fifty three points to the Texans, and we'll get to that as well. But mm-hmm. if there was ever a game to fire a coach after, that was it in Houston for the Falcons. Like Gruden and the Skins played the Pats really well. Yeah, not to I mean, mention, obviously they still lost in their own five, but like that right. wasn't just like a, they didn't quit on Jay Gruden yesterday. Yeah, but you got to look at how they played the winning teams. Like they were up on Philly seventeen nothing yeah. and a half. So I mean, and with the Cowboys, they had them stagnant the entire right. first half. So they were playing good football. It's just they're they're missing the parts that actually makes the team go. This is a quarterback driven league, yeah. and you don't know who your quarterback is. So. The streets are real, real rough when you don't have a quarterback in the NFL. It's just how that goes. So it's not even Jay Gruden's fault. It's just the situation, and they just made the choice. to Because they've had issues. They're not on the same page. And if they're not on the same page with their coach, like it's just not going to work in the long run anyway. It's not really anyone's fault. But it's time for a switch up. It's time to kind of 
it's time to start over, and I don't know what that means for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I still like Dwayne Haskins a lot. Um, I think he's already starting to get a raw deal there a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're not going to start him right now. Like Bill Callahan said, he's not ready to start, so he's not going to start him this week. And the season's already lost. And I would just with this offensive line and just how bad it is right now, I would stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And then Trent Williams stuff, I guess, is just never going to get resolved. He's just going to be gone forever. Um, that was handled poorly, though. They yeah, this they, is all bad. Then just trade him. Like, yeah, what are you doing? They tried to play chicken with him, and I was like, you you can't do that with one of your best players. I know he's a lineman, but at the end of the day. He's a guy who knows his worth and him getting rest and getting stronger and getting healthy while he's not playing. He's just making his career a little bit longer. So he's not losing in this situation. The Redskins are. Um, as of an hour ago, the Redskins are still refusing to trade Trent Williams, even <laughs> after Jake Gruden getting fired. Uh, Bruce Allen, president of uh, football ops, told Trent Williams he will have to sit out the year. So that's good. Um, it's just he's 31. I understand that he's not the same guy, but like. He's your starting left tackle, and if you're not going to get something worked out, why not just do something, get something? Like yes. I'm sure there are a lot of teams out there that would still give a second or third round pick for a quality left tackle. Like you saw what the Texans had to give up for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, we're watching I, a team right now in the Cleveland Browns. Like they right. would love to have a veteran left tackle put behind Baker and stuff like that. The Falcons need him. There are a lot of teams. The Cowboys could use them. Exactly. They, I mean, they wouldn't trade in division like that, but like there are a lot of teams that are now getting snake bitten on the offensive line and could use a left tackle like. Yeah, and you got to use your use your capital because you're you're not necessarily rebuilding all the way like Miami, but you're rebuilding building from like skill positions and stuff like that because they're stout in the right places in the front lines, but they got to get defense is ready. Like that's the thing is like you get the right quarterback there and you shore up the offensive line a little bit and Darius guys can just stay on the field. Right. They're easily back in the conversation of, oh, this is a good football team again. Yeah, but also they definitely let it go, let go Preston Smith, which I didn't agree with yeah. whatsoever. And he's out there balling out in yeah. Green Bay. But they got a lot of things like that are not going to go their way. But they've also been playing with mediocrity since they've only won the division, been number one in the, the NFC East division, whatever, three times since we've been alive. Yeah. Since like Joe Gibbs, since that time or whatever, and he but, had a losing record during that time frame. Exactly, the, they everybody won. they've all had losing records in our lifetime. Every single Redskins coach in our lifetime has had a losing record. Yeah, whether it's been like North Shanahan Turner, was like twenty four and forty. Yeah, nobody has done well in the in that in that team, and they got to figure out some things. They're they. I don't want to say they're poorly run because they've been picking I mean, they the are right pieces. Poorly run. They are picking the right pieces though for well, the. I'm players. saying Dan Snyder is a bad owner. Yeah. I think we can look at that at this point. Um, we have decades <laughs> of evidence now. Yeah, I was looking at it on Wikipedia, and I'm just like looking for divisional wins. I'm like, damn, 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 and like, <laughs> and like, I'm getting to the '90s, and before, and then I finally get to their bright spot was they haven't had a true, real bright spot since like Doug Williams, and it's kind of sad. And he runs, I mean, kind of runs the team under Bruce Allen right now. Yeah. He's the GM, kind of, but um, they have weird titles in in Washington. Do you see who the two top coaches on, uh, according to Vegas, are to get the Redskins job out of the gate? Who? Byron Leftwich is the favorite right now. Really? Yeah, and I think that'd be a mistake. He's too young. This That's, is year one of him really calm plays and working with Arians and uh, Tampa. I, I would stay away. If I was Leftwich, I wouldn't take a job right now. I would love for him to be the OC for somebody like Haskins and teach him and groom him or up. Or just be the good OC right now in Tampa. He's already doing it. Like, yeah, I mean, he's doing well, but I mean, he's he, he would have a chance to get that job at some point because I think the next coach isn't going to do that well because they got to figure some stuff out. But I would just wait for Arians to retire. You might just get the job anyway. Fair. Because he's not going to be doing that for – it's not like he's the long-term answer no, in Tampa Bay. Um, 
But yeah, and the second one was Mike McCarthy. I'm not crazy about that one either. I'm not crazy about it, but I I don't think that job's going to be attractive to a lot of coaches based on like working for Dan Snyder right. with that weird front office structure. I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to get that. That's why those two are the top two names. You're not seeing like Sean McVay would he come back to Washington? What like you're not seeing stuff like that because like I just I don't think you're gonna get a really intriguing like Lincoln Riley is not considering oh, no. Washington. Not even thinking about it. Right. So like you're having to think about okay, well <laughs> we go with a young, unproven guy, but might hit, who knows? Mm-hmm. Or you go with the established guy. They've done this before, with Mike Shanahan types like that, Joe Gibbs, they bring him back in. I actually think Mike McCarthy makes a lot of sense for them. I don't think it would be a slam dunk, and like McCarthy's last couple of years in Green Bay obviously aren't great, but won a Super Bowl, like Shanahan. He checks a lot of the boxes of what the Redskins traditionally look for. It would not be the biggest surprise in the world if they went with McCarthy. See, I mean, I see like it probably wouldn't be a surprise, but I think it would be the wrong decision. I think, uh, I think that he needs Mike McCarthy might need to wait for like the heat to die down because he's still receiving flag from the Green Bay Packers. The better they get, and the more things that come yeah. out about him, it's just he's not looking good in these situations right now, and he needs to take some time off because you got to get respect in that locker room, and he's got to be that disciplinarian guy that he keeps saying that he is, but he never was towards his time, his the end of his time in Green Bay. So I think he needs to figure it out for a little while, and and they got to get some more prospects in there, but. I think you're right. Rex Ryan was talking about that this morning, that this is a glamorous job and that people are going to be running towards it. And I was like, I was, no. why? Like, you literally are going to be third in the division historically. Right. That's every a year. tough to bit. Like, I don't think anybody really wants to get in with the Cowboys and the Eagles right now. Absolutely not. Because you know you're not going to be there long term. No. I mean, depending on what you think a long term deal is for coach anyway. But it's just not looking good. It's I would stay away from that job. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like the biggest Twain Haskins fan in the world. Um <laughs> Now you're if you're Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph got um, demolished yesterday. He died. It, it was it was bad. He died. It was bad. Did you um, see him get up? I was like, I'm, oh, you sent me that. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. And then <laughs> the offensive lineman's like, <laughs> he gave him the mm, hell no, dog. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> not great. So they were down to this kid who was a quarterback at Sanford, and then I like proceeded to Devlin Hodges. Um, oh gosh, who I watched his Sanford stuff. Got a little bit of Baker Mayfield in him. Um, yes. He threw all over Florida State on the road last year. Um, so it was – that's all I got for you on my Devlin Hodges uh, scouting report, who it looks like will start this week because Rudolph is not going to play. So not great. Um, that was a weird game. The Steelers should have won. There was a really bad roughing the passer right. call on Lamar Jackson that kept the driver alive and put them in a position. It's also just like a – Justin Tucker celebration game, and we'll get into more specifics on that game. But if you're Pittsburgh now, you traded a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Mason Rudolph's out. You're now down to your third-string quarterback. You traded Josh Dobbs to Jacksonville, which another problem. That didn't work out well a couple couple weeks ago. Um, I I wonder now, if you're Pittsburgh, do you keep being just – because this team showed they still can win this division. Like they still could with competent quarterback play could win this division. They were, they had the Ravens on the ropes yesterday. Mm. They should have won that game. And if Rudolph doesn't go out, they probably do. Um, no, I think you're right. I think that division is up for grabs, but if you're Pittsburgh, I, it's just, it's, they're in a really sticky situation because, uh, 
they have a style defense. They have a, I think they're going to have one of the more elite defenses going down the road, but that's not the way this game goes right now. That's not yeah. going to win you everything. And you don't even have your first or second guy at quarterback. So I'm not saying you need to go out there and trade for another one or something like that. But I am saying that. That's what I, I, that I am saying you trade for somebody. You've, you've already gone all in. Like you gave up your first round pick. But it's pointless. Why? Because you got Ben Roethlisberger coming back next year, and then Maybe. you got and then you got Mason Rudolph. Like you just don't you don't put your locker room in turmoil like that. That's that's causing more issues. The only problem is the Mike Tomlin situation. What are they going to do? Because they're not going to have a good season. This is probably going to be the worst season they've ever had under Mike Tomlin, and it's going to be put up or shut up time. They've been historically stuck to their head coaches. And if they stick with them and they go what proceed with either Ben or Mason Rudolph, I think that can be fine. But if they start trying to switch things up, they could be looking at going into a rebuilding phase. Because if you look out there, like they don't have any good candidates that could really be a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, uh, coach right now. So I, I just, it's really hard for me to figure out what they need to do. Um, especially going for that first round pick for Minka. It's because it's like, there's definitely no reason to tank. No, what that's what think? I'm saying. So it's like, if you think you can win this division and you've already given up your first round pick, your defense is good now. You have a great offensive line. Your receivers are great with Juju and everybody else. Like, I just wonder if you go, hey, Miami, um, what would it take for Josh Rosen right now? Yeah, but he's not going to be good once he gets here. That's I don't know. He, oh. wasn't, he hasn't been awful. Like, no, but like he's do you call he, Tennessee and go, hey, uh, Marcus Mariota, no. are you are you done with this yet? Are you are you sick of the Marcus Mariota experience? Or my favorite one I've been thinking about over the weekend. Hey Atlanta, um, you want to get off that Matt Ryan contract? Because uh, guess what, Atlanta, a sneaky candidate for a top th- top three pick in the draft next year. And if you're Atlanta, you have to really really consider like with just how bad this defense is, how bad that offensive line is. Just like, hmm, do we really have the personnel to compete with the Super Bowl in the next three years with Matt Ryan? Like, before he exits his prime, do we really have a chance of winning a Super Bowl? Do we really? And if you don't think that's the answer, then you go, huh, do we just take a quarterback now and and keep Matt Ryan and just let him sit behind him a couple years? Or do you go, yeah, Pittsburgh, they could really use him because Pittsburgh's still in a position to win now. Like, if Ben Roethlisberger did not get hurt, I think we'd be looking at this team as a top three, four team in the AFC and oh. a real chance of making the Super Bowl. Oh, you a little deep. I would say they definitely would would have had a chance at the Super Bowl, but I didn't think they were t- going to be a top three team in the NFL, uh, especially in the AFC. I didn't say NFL. I said AFC. AFC, but I, I still feel you'll know. Like, I, I definitely don't because they gave up too much talent, and they got to get that talent back. Like, I get it. They're, like, they're head over heels with James Conner, but he is not left bell. And you're head over heels with Juju Smith-Schuster. He is not. Deontay Johnson's. Legit. None of those guys are Antonio Brown. You gave up a shit ton of talent. And but that's that's another thing. Like, even if you try to go out and, and trade for one of these guys like a Rosen or Matt Ryan or something like that, they still gotta learn that offense. And that means they're gonna be a first, second read guy in the offense. And and that's just not gonna go well. They play in a too tough of a division and their schedule is not easy. So I mean it's it's gonna be the same way regardless. You might as well keep one of the guys you know is going to be able to make that offense work and see what happens with Mason Rudolph and see how long he's going to be out. But I think under Mike Tomlin, they're going to play competitive. But if they get if there's a shootout, it's over. If the, the team that they're playing scores more than 20, 24, 28 points, the game's over. 
But uh, there's no tanking. They're just in a weird spot because I don't think they can really do anything at this point. Not a big Devlin Hodges believer. Um, I, I'm just going to be fascinated by how Pittsburgh handles the next couple weeks. I think the Ravens feel safe as an AFC South, uh, AFC North, excuse me, winner. But it's still, I'm not writing up the Steelers yet. I'm still not. Oh, they're, I, they're off my book. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's fair. Um, but I, I, I do like the promise that Mason Rudolph shows for their future. I, I like Mason. Eh, Rudolph. I don't know. I like he's him. fine. I, I don't think he's the guy, but he's he's a fine backup. Um, he like for instance, I'm way higher on Gardner Minshew than I am Mason Rudolph. That's okay. What's wrong with that? Gardner's been taken over. I love Gardner. Maybe Minshew. Kyle Allen. I don't know. That might be a you're sick. Much. You're sick. Calm down. Um, Calm down. Now you bullshit. Last thing before we get into week five's games, uh, Kirk Cousins got a call from Donald Trump on that's, Sunday. That's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard. Like, I had to fact check you when you told me that shit. I was like, what? What? I saw that story this morning and I was like, what? What? And then he's like, not going there. I was like, oh, what? 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 What is happening? I'm just telling you right now, that locker room is turning on Kirk Cousins from now on. That was. Uh, Has nothing to do with my political beliefs, but. Notoriously in NFL, when you That's get just weird, but it's like, odd. why did he call like Kirk Cousins of all people? I don't really know much about Kirk Cousins personally, but that's just a weird. It's like, and that's such a random game. Congratulations on beating the New York Giants. Exactly. Or, like, I don't. Is nope. it just because he was going to be in Minnesota and he's the quarterback? I, yeah, that's that was mostly it. But like, I, that wasn't one of my notes. He beat the Giants. LOL. That's the only note yeah. I had for that. But I think it's because Trump's from Minnesota, right? You say he's from Minnesota? Where's he from? He's like Minnesota. New York. He's from New York? Yeah. Then I just definitely don't get the point. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know anything about Donald Trump, but but like, no, there was no I just don't it's a bad look on Kirk Cousins, even though it shouldn't matter, but it's gonna raise some heads in that uh in that in that locker room for him, and then not in the right way. No, and it and that locker room's already kinda weird with the Stefan Diggs stuff this week. He got fined at like two hundred thousand dollars for what happened with him this week and then the kind of passive aggressive trade me or don't trade me or whatever just because we're struggling and everything else but they got a win in new york so that was good for them and that's like you said there's not a lot going on there but that was like one of my locks where i was just like there's no way the, the vikings lose on the road um in new york and it, it it's good that the daniel jones is actually a great rookie quarterback over because he was not good he's like daniel jones might be okay i just out of a lot of the quarterbacks we've seen this year, especially the rookies, I'm just not like, oh, Danny Dimes. Love that guy. I He's okay. He's fine. Yeah, but you know how it is now. Like, everybody's getting on him real quick. And, I mean, he did show out his first couple games. I mean, he he's looked fine. Good. He looks good. I mean, he's... Gardner looks a lot better. I'm all in on Gardner. I mean, the last cool. two weeks especially, that dude, I I mean, I cannot wait to talk about Gardner Minshew. I mean, those first couple games, Daniel Jones outplayed him. but no. Yes. No, 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 yes. no, yes. no, 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 no. No, just because you're in love with Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew, but like Daniel Jones went off. He looked incredible. Gardner is in a, oof, he is, he is fantastic. And I love it's like the reverse Nick Foles thing with Nick Foles on this team where Nick Foles came in for Carson Wentz and oh, won yeah. Super Bowl. And now Gardner Minshew comes in for an injured Nick Foles and just shows out where it's like, oh, he might not have his job when he comes back. Yeah, I was solidly like thinking about that because he can actually move around and stuff like that, and that's not a Nick Foles thing. But I still think it's going to be Nick's job to lose just because of the money and everything like that. But it's nice to watch. It's, it's pretty cool, and it's kind of taken away from the whole uh, Jalen Ramsey talk and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into Week five's games. Uh, we're not going to cover every game because not every game deserves – a lot of time like that's, the that's Vikings up. Giants game um 
How did Indy last night shock the Chiefs at home? Uh, two big reasons: Quentin Nelson, Anthony Costanzo. Like they were murdering everybody who got in their wake on that one, and also helped that that Indy defense got after Pat Mahomes and and knocked him down and got him got him hurt, got him limping around and stuff like that, and they took away his mobility at the end of that game. So. It, it definitely they played a physical brand of football and they really went at Kansas City who can't stop a nosebleed on on defense. So it's just it's looking bad. Like they ruled time of possession. Marlon Mack looked outstanding because his line was blocking everybody. And it's just they they pretty much told Jacoby Prezet, hey, don't lose the game for us. And he literally didn't. He only threw for about 158. He had no touchdowns or anything like that. And they just let Marlon Mack just do his thing. Yeah, I mean, it was an old-school way of just beating a team senseless. Like, they weren't even trying for the big plays. They didn't no. want any of that. They just wanted this. It, it's brilliant if you can pull it off, but not many NFL teams can pull this off. No. Of Just, like, play keep away. Like, it was mm-hmm. a perfect combination of stellar offensive line play, stellar defensive line play for the Colts as well, with Justin Houston getting some revenge on his old team. Um, but also just... Mahomes was hobbled. Like, there's other stuff going on there that we haven't really learned about there. Because I, the way he messed up that ankle last night, I thought that was it. Like, I thought it was really serious. The way he got pulled down and everything else. I'm like, oh, Mahomes might be out for a while. And oh, then no. he goes back in. Like, Mahomes was not running around the same way in the second half. No, he also I, had the throw of the weekend with <laughs> another yeah. baseball throw to Pringle um, for right. a touchdown. He probably he, just had a high degree ankle sprain. And it's just did hard. Did you see the way he fell, though? Yeah, I mean, he it felt, was bad. It yeah, it looks bad. it looks bad, but it's the swelling is what makes it the worst because he he just hobbled like, and if you stress that more, that becomes a break. So I mean, he's still gonna play, and he probably is in danger of fucking it up. But they they did the right thing there. They were they're hobbling him. That's the first time I've really seen people get after Pat Mahomes like that. Yeah, and that that offensive line is uh, not as good as it's been in years past in uh, Kansas City. Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins though they had forty five carries combined. 12 first downs and 180 <laughs> yards. Um, that was the second most of any NFL team this season. Um, Chiefs defense also lost multiple uh, pieces in this game. Chris Jones, Anthony Hitchens, Xavier Williams. Um, I love this, and this goes back to the keep away thing, where like it reminded me of Army in college, or Army's football team. They know the only way they can win is battle of possession, where mm-hmm. they are just going to keep the ball on the ground for 12 minutes at a time. That's what they did to Michigan and almost beat them two weeks ago. And that's literally what the Colts did just on an NFL scale. But they're like, we are going to play really good physical defense. You're not going to be able to have time to throw. We're going to play just really, really physical, and we're going to beat you up front. That's just how we're going to do this. And it was... It was great because there were four drives of at least 11 plays um, for the Colts. And that is, that's the formula to beat this Chiefs team. The Pats can do it. Right. Especially this year with their defense and just how nasty it is this year compared to previous years. And then, of course, the Colts. Like, it's weird the Colts are in this conversation, but that if you want to find the blueprint to beating the Kansas City Chiefs and slowing down Pat Mahomes, it's literally just keeping him on the sideline. And the crazy thing is that's the blueprint to beat everybody. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if they get after it like that, it, it really reminds me of of how Dallas tried to be last year. They were trying to just control possession because you have Zeke, when they were playing from ahead, at least just by seven. All they had to be up was by seven or three, just c- control the clock with Zeke. 
that's how that was their blueprint for winning um, until Amari got there. And then it also reminds me of the Redskins when they had Alex Smith. They just ran the ball. Yeah, they ran the ball and they got after you on the line of scrimmage, and that's all they did. And Frank Reich, he understands his personnel. Chris Ballard has picked great players for that type of system. And I just see it going well going forward because Jacoby's not throwing him out of games or anything like that. He's a great leader in that locker room. They didn't pay him crazy amounts of money, but they paid him. They locked him in. So they're showing, hey, we believe in you. Like we're signing you for two years and you're getting 20 million guaranteed. So he's playing with a little bit of relief and and they look like they're rallying around him and they're they're playing really, really well right now. I think they're going to they're going to be like, I know it's weird for them to be the surprise team, but I think they're going to be the team that takes down a lot of these juggernauts. The AFC South is suddenly extremely fascinating. Texans, <laughs> when their offense is on, it's really, really hard to stop. So they're right there. As mm-hmm. long as Deshaun Watson's on the field, they have a chance. I don't think the Jags are out of it by any means. Um, especially Minshew and DJ Chark, who we'll get to in a second. Right. Um, who I'm just... I'm all about DJ Chark. Um, Tennessee is so Jekyll and Hyde, where one week they look like one of the NFL's seven best teams, and then they lose to the Bills in just frustratingly awful fashion where they miss like five field goals and release their kicker. And then side Caleb Parkey, oh, Chicago nice. Bears legend um, this week. It It's just hard to get a handle on this team. Like the the Colts lost at home to the Raiders last week. That It's just, I, I don't know what to think of any of these teams. I The AFC South can go any which way the rest of the... Like, I think every week we're going to look at all four of these teams differently, I feel like. I feel like you're still trying to deny the Raiders being good. They're not good. I don't know why you hate on Derek Carr like this, but they look good. Can he just throw five passes longer than 10 yards in one football game? Why? It's just... It's about winning. I get it. I know you love that type of stuff. You love that Shanahan shit, but yeah, like... But like there's Not, other way to win games. I don't think it's sustainable. What do you mean sustainable? I mean running the ball. Yeah, I don't short intermediate. Like Josh Jacobs and all that. Like it's cute. It's it's funny. But that's, like that's what Drew Brees the does. The three and two Raiders. Well, that's what Teddy's been doing. But and yeah, he's not he's Brees. what he's what as a starter. Yeah, I mean it's it is Brees. Bree- that's that's Brees. Bree- Bridgewater did unload the clip this week. Just to be clear, and that was also on the league's I think thirty first um, ranked pass defense. But right. at the same time, I just I don't think the Raiders are sustainable. Uh, it depends. I mean, it wouldn't get so far. Differential right now. I, I want to see what it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're one of the league's worst point differential still. What's but, their record though? But <laughs> that's right now. We're still. We're not even a quarter way into the season yet. I guess we are in the quarter way in the season. But yeah, we we've got the first quarter of football locked down. This is the new. This is week five. Yeah. 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 Um. So they are, as I suspected, 25th in football in point differential, minus four, negative four, and they're three and two. I just. But they're winning games. I I don't believe in it because because if you look at point differential and look at who's at the top right now, you start to see like why like point differential is just such a big indicator of mm-hmm. how good a team is. Pats plus twenty four, San Francisco plus fourteen. Guess who's blowing out the Browns on Monday Night Football right now? The 49ers, who are undefeated. Dallas, your team, eight point two. Minnesota, seven point eight. Baltimore, seven point six. Kansas City, seven. Philadelphia, six. Green Bay, 5.2. Carolina, 4.4. Like, the best teams have just really good point differentials. And I just, I, I, I don't think what's going on there is sustainable. Uh, Miami's, though, negative 34.2. Yeah, I mean, that's I love right. it. It's not even close. The next closest to Miami 
is Washington at minus fifteen point six. I'm doing. I mean, I just. I'm just saying you're gonna have to accept that John Gruden's John Gruden's gonna win some games. Man, I'm not saying they're gonna be like this. This crazy like Super Bowl run. I think four and twelve is still not out of the question for them. Oh, you're sick. This is a bad football team. Still, I I think they're they're gonna go seven and nine. Seven to nine wins. That would drive me insane. I know, but it's it's likely. It's very likely. Is that a good season for them? Yeah, I guess so. Because we all thought they were going like five and eleven. Oh, I thought they were going to get shit on. Yeah. As soon as that AB shit started happening, I was like, oh, they're fucked. I mean, they're still in trouble draft wise. I mean, they give up a third and a fifth round pick for someone who never played for them. Yeah. It's not good. Um, we have to get to the sad part of your weekend. We do we that? We do. Um, how did the Green Bay Packers jump all over the Dallas Cowboys? It's it's a number of things, and there's so much stuff to expound upon with this. Because on one end you're looking at Dallas and that they were driving the ball, but when that that drop happened with Amari Cooper and that interception happened, the air got sucked out of that room. They folded from that point on for the rest of the half and for part of the third quarter. So it's been it's one of those things where you're starting to see how young Dallas really is. Like they don't have a lot of leaders over 25, 26 years old. Um, and like when you're and when you do that, but like Amari Cooper, he had like one of the best games he's ever had, but they're still young. They're still trying to figure out how to win, but they didn't really do anything to that, that third and fourth quarter quarter. And they have to figure out how they can stop being stagnant in these first and second quarters of the games. Like whether it's Kellen Morris, Dak, it's the injuries, whatever it is, they got to pull something together because uh, it's not really an excuse when you look up and you see the Patriots just dismantled on the offensive line. Like you can't blame everything on losing your left and right tackle. You, you got to, I mean, produce. that matters. It matters, but you have to produce like excuses only get you so far. And when you got a guy who's probably going to be a hall of fame running back and you got a, your quarter, your franchise guy as a quarterback and you have weapons around you, like even though they're a little dinged and nicked and stuff like that, you got to be able to make something happen. Um, also it's, it was a very attainable game. Like after the half 17, zero, with Zeke, Amari, Michael Gallup back looking fresh, like that's not a that's not a game you can't come back in. But I'm also looking at it from the Green Bay Packers side of the field. Green Bay is awesome, and Aaron Rodgers is only going to get better as he gets more comfortable with this offense. And that defense is stout. That defense is serious. They got playmakers everywhere, and they have veterans who know how to win. Who have they have proven guys where they have like. Preston Smith, they got Aaron Rodgers, they got Aaron Jones, who was the best Aaron on the field yesterday, which is crazy to think about. And they're putting get putting together wins without their best receiver right now. So Matt LaFleur is looking good, and he just they got that lead early, and they just play possession at the end of it. They are learning how to win defense. They're learning how to win games, and Aaron's really going into this style where he doesn't have to throw them into the game anymore. He just run the ball, run the ball, make a couple throws, make a couple deep ones, and you're going to win the game. And I just I think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, they're going to be in the talks when it's all said and done, especially this season. So, And also, I don't feel as bad about it because this is one of the games I had them losing. So it's just it's confusing. Like, I'm mad, but I'm also like, we're okay because I'm looking at the schedule. And you see who you got this week. Yeah, and you're like, oh. And then you see who you got next week. And then it's like, you play the Pats. You paid the Chicago Bears probably without Mitch Trubisky, which could go either way. It's just they're still in very, very good shape. They're still number one in the division. They're still going to make the playoffs. Like worst case scenario is they go eleven and five. Yeah, I mean, I still 
think the Eagles are the best team in that division, but I think people are overreacting to the Cowboys over the last couple weeks. And Mari Cooper, man, like I think we're underselling what he did yesterday because Jair Alexander has been one of the best graded cornerbacks in football this year per PFF, Mm -hmm. and he's a second-year player out of Louisville. I liked him a lot coming out of college, but this defense in Green Bay has been great um, through five weeks, and... Man, Mari, <laughs> he had 11 catches, 226 yards. He had that touchdown catch where he made that corner look silly mm-hmm. on that route and just got through, and it's just... The double move? Yeah, like, Amari is just... He is really, really good at football. Yeah, he's, and, he's a guy we needed, and Michael Gallup being that speed deep threat coming back, it made things a little bit easier, but those drops, those turnovers, you don't win when you turn over the ball in the NFL. And But also, what's happening in the red zone? Because... They got in Green Bay territory for their first six possessions, and they scored zero points. Two interceptions, missed field goal. Like, what are you seeing when they're getting into opponent territory where, like, Kellen Moore's game management is a little suspect? Are you seeing anything in the moment that you're like, okay, we've got to stop doing this, and this is what's stalling out our drives when we're in, when we are in Green Bay ter- territory or any team's territory? I'm gonna be honest with you, I I like Kellen Moore's play calling, like. It was just the blocking up front as points, and then the receivers weren't getting the right separation. And then on a couple routes, especially one route where Dak threw an interception, the receivers were too close in their route running, and they messed it up. So the safety played up, and he was just right place, right time. So there's a lot of things they can work out. There's a lot of fixable things on that offense that they can make happen. That defense is great, but also something that's flying under the radar is Leighton Vanderesh played terrible yesterday. I don't know what was happening, but he, Aaron Jones made him look silly. Just I, that was literally taking the words out of my mouth. Like every time he went to tackle that man, he just looked like a fish out of water. And I just I haven't seen a game like that out of Layton since he got drafted. I wasn't high on drafting Layton Vanderesh, but when you watch what he did last season, you're there. But yesterday it was one of the worst games he's ever played. Jalen Smith looked okay, but he didn't look like himself either. And when you combine all those things, they just had too many things going wrong, too many miscommunications, too many bad routes, too many too many turnovers. The turnovers are really what got them at the end of the day. If they don't turn over the ball, ball once, which Dak is actually good at, when they, he doesn't turn the ball over, they win the game. So he got a little greedy. He was trying to get it downfield and stuff like that. And he's, he's become a better passer. So now he's just trying to sling it. And he's got to get to a point where he goes back into himself and is a little bit more conservative at certain points and, and just don't lose the game for him either. So they, there's a lot of promise. And I, I really love that they kind of got to cut their teeth on a good team. And I love the effort of coming back because that means. Yeah, they didn't quit. They, they could have easily rolled that, like just been like, oh, this, are not a, this is not our day. Like we're not going to win this football game. But they, they came back. Right. And, and they, if they had made that field goal, uh, yeah, some things could have happened in that in that fourth quarter. So. There's there's just a lot of promise. I'm sad because they lost, but I'm also I'm also excited for when all these guys get healthy. It's gonna be scary. Yeah. Um, we touched on this game a little bit already, but the Baltimore Ravens 26, Pittsburgh Steelers 23. This game went to overtime. Shouldn't have gone to overtime. Justin Tucker, obviously the hero for Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson took five sacks, threw three picks, and Baltimore won. Mm-hmm. Um. Baltimore had won their first two games, blew everybody out, lost their last two. This was a big game for them. On the road in Pittsburgh, they needed this win. Oh, yeah. And they got it. Um, Marlon Humphrey, another big big play from him. He punched the ball out of Juju Smith-Schuster's hands. Um, 
big play down the stretch. But I I don't know. Like the the Ravens, they're they're really hard to read right now. I can't decide if they're just a really good football team that's in that AFC contender status, or they're just they're kind of I don't know. They're just fine. Are they like an eight and eight, nine and seven team, or are they a team that can actually get to eleven and five, twelve and four, and really push for an AFC um, Super Bowl berth? I I don't know. I mean, I I don't think they're going to push for a Super Bowl berth at all. Uh, but they are looking they're looking better and they're getting better. But Lamar, you're starting to see what happens when Lamar plays some of these defense that are complicated and things of that nature and stuff like that. Like these picks got to go, and he's got to figure out the Baltimore Ravens. John Harbaugh has to figure out how they can stop stop him from turning over the ball because some of his interceptions are just silly. They don't need to happen. Like he's just trying to save the game with his arm and stuff like that. And he has a defense. He has like one of those old school type of teams and he can make some plays with his legs, but they got a lot to figure out, but they don't have to figure it all out just because their division is pretty much falling apart. Like if they just keep things steady, they don't have to make these superhero plays. They can run away with the division and go to the playoffs. Now, when they get to the playoffs, it's going to get ugly because I don't think they're ready yet. Yeah. They just need to get the defense healthy. Um, Earl Thomas has to be better. Um, Jimmy Smith needs to get back on the field. They need... They need that secondary to get healthy, and they need... I mean, guys like Zedarius Smith, letting them walk, it, it's rough. I mean, Pernell McPhee's been really good for them, but I I don't know. And Matt Judden is, is fine. I I also don't agree with letting C.J. Mosley go either. Yeah, that was... They, they just lost a lot of veteran talent on this roster, on this defense. So the right. defense is just not the defense that we've known Baltimore to be in uh, years past. But ultimately, they survive... They win the football game. I I think the Ravens are in the driver's seat to win this division. Yeah, but we'll and see. it's and it's gonna the only part about it is like I feel like Lamar Jackson needs to be critiqued a little bit more just because he's gonna end up winning this division and you don't need to go into that situation thinking that he's a spectacular quarterback when he still has work to do. Like most of those guys in that rookie class, whether it be Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, who is not getting a good deal either way. Or just like Baker Mayfield, they he has some work to do. He has to figure out defenses because he's he's not great at it right now. Actually, I'm sorry, he's not good at it right now. But he has a lot of talent. He yeah. has a cannon. He's fast. He's that leader. He's a leader on that team. But they got to figure out how to get him in the classroom a little bit better. So I still think you can make the case he's been the best of the four so far in his NFL career. I think he's been the best of the four. Right. He's now. accomplished the most. Yeah. As far as what the best is. Uh, it depends on what you think the best is. But yeah. I guess if you go to the best being winning more games, yes, having most talent, yes. But if you want to go to X's and O's, reads, figuring things out, that's still that's still confusing because we haven't really got to watch anybody play but him, Baker, Josh Allen. The other guys have kind of got some raw deals Sam going Sam Darnold's on. a little bit. But I'm just saying of that class, like yeah. those four, I if I had to – like if you had to just say where we are week five – year and a half close to it for those four. I just feel like the best body of work as a whole is Lamar Jackson. Right now it is right yeah. now, but it's very short term, like in yeah, the long term. For sure. But I just think that's a big thing for him to, right. because there were so many questions and then the dumb stuff about him being a running back or playing receiver and all oh. that kind of stuff. And he has proven the doubters wrong. Right. And, but like, I never have any doubt in my head about that for Lamar Jackson. Like, he has all the tools to make yeah. a good quarterback. He he was going to be successful, but his only problem was 
the classroom stuff, like figuring out defenses, reading and stuff like that. His talent has made that easier for him because they always have to have a spy or something like that yeah. watching over him. So the defense isn't as complex, but when the defense gets complex, like these other guys are going to see, he kind of folds up shop like what we saw in the playoffs and what we saw yesterday, like three interceptions. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's good. That's never going to be good. My book. I just, it's the same thing with Gardner and guys like that, where I just look at him and I'm like, we're overthinking some quarterbacks where yeah. it's like these dudes, yes, they're not perfect. Not everyone's going to be like Tom Brady, Alex Smith, those kind of guys where it's just like, they always make the right throw. They're always just super efficient, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're different, but right. these kind of quarterbacks you can win with, and they can be really good. Just let them be themselves. Let Lamar be Lamar. Let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson. Let Gardner Minshew be Gardner Minshew. Right. Let these dudes do some dumb stuff. Josh Allen does it to an extreme where it's like, oh, I don't think this is good. I think this yeah, is detrimental to the team. Right. Like, Lamar doesn't do that. Um, but so I wonder how many Bills fans would actually admit that they made a mistake taking Josh Allen and not Lamar Jackson. Have you seen the record? It's zero. Like, it's going to be a zero. Zero yeah, Bills fans. Yeah, I think they probably think that. Even though it's like they they don't care if they're winning. There is no. Let's just go ahead and say this. Can we at least say this? There's no case that Josh Allen is a better NFL quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Not one, right? No, no. What no. would you point to? No, no. <laughs> what does no. he do better than Lamar? No, not right now. The only yeah. thing that Josh Allen has takes is, hits better. <laughs> he has a bigger arm and and he's yeah. probably he's probably smarter in the X and O standpoints. But Are he we doesn't. Sure? We are, but like he doesn't show it, which is the which is the only See, thing I would that matters. Take Lamar and X's and O's too. I, the only person of that class that I would take over Lamar and X's and O's is probably Josh Rosen. Mm, I mean, you would have to look at some of that combine stuff, and you would change that really, really quickly. I, don't know. I, love, he had, I love Lamar. He I'm had a Lamar no, truther. I love Lamar Jackson, but like he had some bad bad meetings regarding that issue coming into the draft. I won't hear of it. Okay, um, Houston. 53, Atlanta, 32. Still no news on Dan Quinn getting fired as of this recording. Um, the Falcons allowed 592 yards yesterday, the most the franchise has given up in 17 years. It turns out, folks, that Marquand Manuel, not the problem in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has trailed on 75% of their offensive snaps this season, the second highest rate behind Miami who have trailed 92.8% of their snaps. Yeah. That is incredible. Miami is just setting all kinds of amazing records this year. Shout out to them. Amazing. Um, no team is more pass-happy. We knew this was going to be a thing when Dirk Cutter was rehired as OC, right. just with what he did with Jameis the last couple of years. 72%. There is no balance at all on this Falcons team, which, I mean, I'm not a, the biggest believer in balance, but like it, it's not working, especially with this offensive line. Uh, Matt Ryan is on pace to attempt 710 passes. Um, the NFL record, Matt Stafford, 727 uh, one year. Um, the Texans, six touchdowns and two field goals on the final nine drives after going three and out to open the game. Just great work all around, folks. You you already know what's coming, man. Uh, their season is over. It's 100% over. Yeah, they they really need like you're you're gonna see them clean house completely when the season is over. Like Dan Quinn, that whole staff is gone. That's why I just I I think you do have the conversation with Matt Ryan about where do you want to go. I think they're gonna have a conversation. It'll be Dimitrov and Blank of what do we want to do with Matt. Well, why is Dimitrov keeping his job? He's always done that. He's always. Right before he loses his job, he'll he'll make some moves, yeah. and then that season, those next two seasons, 
They'll go off and then they'll trickle back down. You'll, He's got to get fired too. If you're going to fire Quinn, I think you have to fire Dimitrov. No, I, I think s- they need a clean slate. I said that with the Mike Smith thing and it didn't happen, man. Yeah. He he really deserved it then and he deserved it before that. So it, it's not happening, man. He's been there a long time. Blank is like extremely loyal to those guys. I, I think, mean, Rich I think that's his illegitimate son or something like that. It's weird. I don't know, but because he's like he's he's stuck with him. He's almost like it's almost like the re- relationship Jerry Jones has with Stephen Jones. Like he's never going anywhere. It's it's really weird to me. Like none of the accountability is ever on Dimitrov. Yeah, he's. But, I don't know. I just the Falcons. It's bad. Um, but you know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do and which route they go. They need to go offense. If you're going to keep Matt Ryan, you got to hire an offensive mind. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but it would not I, – I, I honestly have no idea because I don't know if Dimitrov's going to keep his job, and I don't know what Blank's going to want. Um, it would be funny if Zach Taylor just left and tried to go get that job. But uh, Zach Taylor? Yeah. Coach of the Bengals? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He's he's going to be there. Bengals is a great job. Do you know why the Bengals is a great job? Because you stay there forever. Uh, exactly. But that's – but they they're gonna suck anyway. But no, they they definitely need to find like you're Zach Taylor. You stay there for the forever. Yeah, but it's Cincinnati. But anyway, but they they're actually in a similar situation that the Falcons need to go go draft defense. Like they they need to figure some things out. No, like, they need to draft offensive line. Just keep doing it. Just keep throwing. Shit they're not the good at it. No, they're not. But that doesn't mean you stop doing they it. They need to make some moves. They need to find a way to get Trent Williams. I mean, I read about that before the season, but the Redskins are just refusing to do anything. So there's nothing really you can do with Trent Williams. Because if the Redskins are just like not taking anybody's phone calls and are just like, nope, we're not doing anything with them, then you can't really do anything. I think they're going to get to a point where that's that's not going to be a thing. It may not be during the season, but there's going to have to be some moves that are made. Like, I think Matt is going to stay. Matt's going to be the one constant. Like, probably. I think it's rare quarterbacks get traded in this league. Yeah. And I mean, it's. He's been an MVP, and he had MVP numbers the seasons after that. So they're going to keep him. They're just going to continue. But if Denver calls, and Denver's like, we'll give you three first-round picks for Matt Ryan. First of all, that would be – That would be the most John Elway thing of all time. That would be the dumbest move I've ever seen in my life. But Would you? Would that really surprise you if John Elway was offering multiple first-round picks for Matt Ryan this offseason? If they weren't so far away – it that won't. defense is right there, though. They have the defense. They have Mike Munchak. They have guys where it's like, if Matt Ryan went into Denver, I could see Denver talking themselves into being a contender. That's why they signed Joe Flacco. They just keep thinking that they're a veteran QB away from getting back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like if John Elway makes a move, then I'm I'm against it because he his best. Move I'm is, not disagreeing with that. I'm his, just saying, is it realistic? And I think it is. I don't think it's realistic because, like, I think if he's thinking the move, it's not going to work out. That's how I feel. I'm just like John. His best move was Peyton Manning. Yeah. That was it. He it, doesn't know how to draft quarterbacks. No, and the thing about it is Peyton Manning fell into his lap. Uh, no, he had to really have it because the Dolphins and the Jets are a real thing for Peyton Manning. No, no, no. He was trying to win. He th- That was never going to be a thing. His The closest one was the 49ers. And the 49ers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was between, Harbaugh, yeah, yeah. it was between those two. And I mean, Miami was serious. No. Uh, the Miami was only serious because his childhood hero played for the Miami yeah. Dolphins. But that that's not enough to make you go there. Maybe. I don't know. But I just I, I think it's gonna be a really fascinating off season in Atlanta. And I'm just I'm still pretty pretty floored that Quinn sells his job. I don't know what they're waiting on. I, I really don't either. I guess they're looking around and they're like, Oh, so well if we lose Quinn, we'll just go ahead and promote Cutter or something like that. It's no, they just... promoted uh, oh I guess will they promote Cutter? Yeah. I would guess Malarkey. 
I just think he's he's been in that system, been around it, and I think they would go with Cutter. But Malarkey could be a thing too. But either way, I don't think it helps anything. I think their season is done. I mean, they're trash. They're just the day after the season ends, it's just going to be like, all right, they fired everybody. Yeah, and, and they're going to start a new. Dimitrov is going to just going to be looking the entire time. Like they're going to see who goes to the playoffs. They're going to see which is the best offensive coordinator out of that group, and they're going to gun for him. And that's what's going to happen. Could have just kept Matt Lafleur. And uh, did not let they let him go too. And now Matt Lafleur is doing great things in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans thirty-one, Tampa Bay twenty-four. This is a game I was very fascinated by. Um, Tampa Bay obviously falls to two and three. Teddy Bridgewater still undefeated as the starter in New Orleans. Um, bet on that infrastructure, man. Like they, Sean Payton and that group deserves a lot of credit for keeping things rolling, especially with their schedule um, without Breeze. Bridgewater, biggest day as a Saint, 26-34, 314 yards, four touchdowns. Um, this was the first time Bridgewater passed for more than 200 yards since December 20th, 2015. That was his last year as it started with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, just a big, big day from Bridgewater. He outdueled Jameis. Um, the Bucks, their offense is still legit. The Saints defense deserves a lot of credit for their improvements this year with Dennis Allen and uh, Marshawn Lattimore having a big bounce back year because he shut down Mike Evans in this game. Um, I it's it's weird watching this New Orleans team because it doesn't feel like a New Orleans team of, of the past. Like they're just different, um, different in a good way, but just different. And Michael Thomas, um, unstoppable, just <sighs> unstoppable. Tampa Bay is always going to have a bad secondary, I feel like, no matter what now. Like, no matter how much their defensive lines improve, their linebackers have improved, it just seems like they are cursed with having a terrible secondary. And that's what's holding them back. Right. Like, their secondary is what's holding this team back from being really good this year. I mean, but it's also Michael Thomas. Like, if you're getting double teamed and you're sure. still going for it, 182 and two touchdowns, you are a menace. And also, like, I don't know if you remember our conversation a couple weeks ago. Teddy, Teddy, literally in this six game six game stretch, he only needed to go three and three. He's three and zero oh right now, and the next games they play are the Jags, Bears, and the Cardinals. So he has the potential to go five and one, four and two. Either way, he's won every game he's needed to yeah. win. And Drew Brees is looking okay. I seen I saw him throwing the other day, but he's throwing with a smaller ball. But he's looking to be on schedule. The Andrew Luck special. Oh God. Remember when he was throwing a smaller ball, and they were like, "Is he okay?" And it's like he's throwing a smaller one, so it's progress. Yeah, but it was like uh, everybody's like he's okay, but real f- football guys were like, "Oh, he might be fucked." Yeah, but but I mean, it's it's definitely like I'm happy for Teddy just because of his whole story and stuff like that. He was worried about having his leg cut off, and now he's looking like one of the. <laughs> I swear <laughs> the way to God, he said that. Oh my god! I swear to swear <laughs> to God, that was what they were talking about. His ride on the ambulance. He was worried that they were gonna have to chop it off. <laughs> And now he's at a point where he's like he's a great leader on that team, and they're really rallying around <laughs> Teddy. And God, you suck. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Teddy made all the right moves. Sean Payton is a genius. I mean, that team is that team looks great. And when Drew gets back, I don't think they're going to miss a beat. And I think they're going to be in a better, better position than when they started. Uh, it's it's like him. He plays the similar style to Drew Brees, and Tampa Bay really tried to play to his weakness, and he just rose to the occasion. Because he's usually that short intermediate guy. So they put upsets to make him not be able to throw those. And he just threw over top of them every time. He put air on the ball a little bit more and he was dropping it in the bread basket all night long. So it was just, it's crazy to see. It's awesome for Teddy. I really love that. Like, I hate it. I hate we got that L from him last week, but it's it's great to see Teddy Bridgewater like that. He's, I think he can definitely be a starter somewhere again. 
It will be interesting to see what happens with him this offseason. And then, hey, another Steelers candidate. Exactly. I mean, I, that would not be the worst thing. Um, and that's like the most likable team ever if it's Bridgewater and Tomlin. Um, last game I want to talk about before we get into some other stuff. Um, Carolina Panthers, 34. Jacksonville Jaguars, 27. I thought this was my most interesting game, just going back through it this morning. Um, as you know, big Gardner Minshew guy over here. Oh, jeez. Um, this is the backup quarterback bowl. Kyle Allen undefeated. Gardner Minshew, just both of them, just catching fire this year. Um, but the story of the this game was DJ Chark looking like a bona fide Allen Robinson 2.0 for this team. Like he looks like a stud receiver. He is the next great receiver in this league. Um, Best fantasy pickup ever. DJ Chark, man, that dude is legit now. Um, Christian McCaffrey, psycho. Like that flip into the end zone and just, but it was so in, like interesting seeing it happen because he just like his natural athleticism took to, took yeah. over and like he flipped and knew he needed to roll more when he was in the air and mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I'm on the verge of landing on my head. And it just, you could tell he like one, Oh, let's do a barrel roll. Like you could yeah. just tell that he, his body control is on fucking. I don't know how he does it, but he is just a freak of nature. You, he breaks at least one tackle every run or catch. Like, he's someone who is just... Like, Alvin Kamara is awesome. I don't know who I like more right now. More, but Christian is amazing. Like, they... At the beginning of the year, North Turner said, we're going to run the hell out of Christian McCaffrey. And he looks like he was ready for it. Like, yeah. he was more than ready for it. He was hype. And when Cam went down, I thought they were going to go down a really, really dark path. And they've been kind of staying afloat. It's been looking good so far. So, it's kind of wild. Um... Gardner Minshew threw for 374 yards against the NFL's top-rated pass defense. Can you not smile when you say that? Just That's I, a grown-ass man, Chase. He's younger than you. Is he? Yes. Yeah, I guess he is. Chase, you're 30. I am 28. You were 29. And I feel like Gardner Minshew was in college for a long time. And Gardner Minshew looks 30. He does not. He looks like a porn star. He looks like. A lot of things. Um, but yeah, I guess that's one of them. Um, <laughs> Uncle Rico. Yeah, that one too. He just, like, he runs around and he he's still got the cannon arm. He's just smart. He just does, he does some Baker stuff. He does some Brett Favre stuff. He also just doesn't make the same kind of dumbass throws that they make sometimes. Like, it's just, he, it, it, like, it, so certain quarterbacks, you just feel like they're never out of a game. That's the difference I saw with him and Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's still a game manager. Mm-hmm. That dude, he he can make some good throws, but he's not someone when the play breaks down or like when he has three guys in his face, he's going to run around and do something like Gardner did. Gardner Absolutely. was on the run a bunch in this game. Like The Panthers got a really good pass rush. Brian Burns strip-sacked him, returned it for six mm-hmm. at one point in this game. Gardner was just constantly under pressure. And he still found ways against the league's top pass defense to make plays, find DJ Chark, find mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, another guy who deserves a lot of credit for bouncing back this season. He's turned into a wrecking ball that people thought he was going to be years ago coming into this league. He's been good for them. Um, I just, I came away from this game not thinking, oh, the, the Jaguars magic is gone. I think it was just like, oh, the Panthers are a complete team. And if they, once they get Cam Newton back and if he's healthy, yeah, they're a problem. Like, they're a really good football team if Cam Newton's healthy. If he's not healthy, they're still a good team. They just have a ceiling. They're kind of like Colts East, mm-hmm. where, like, they play a smart, smash-mouth brand of football, great defense, they have a great running game, and their quarterback doesn't make stupid decisions and can go downfield when necessary. Jacoby Brissett can go downfield to T.Y. Hill when right. he needs to. 
Panthers can do the same thing with DJ Moore and friends when they need to, but they don't do it very often. It's no, just smart. They they're don't. smart teams. And also, their quarterback is the size of the size of a D lineman. So, but I have some questions like for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's, it's just kind of weird. Like Leonard Fournette goes off and stuff like that, but you can't block for Gardner Minshew. And I, that's kind of weird to me because yeah. blocking goes hand in hand. So if your running backs going off, play action should be there. So the pass blocking should be there. So it's kind of weird because it is almost makes me think: Is Gardner holding the ball too long? Is he not? Making he does the, sometimes. Is he not making the right reads because? You said that he was running around the entire game, but he's been doing that every game. Yeah. He's running around everywhere, and I think he's he's doing well, and he's having success, and that's great. He's but, of the year right now, right? Well, but like, well, second month of football. But anyway. Lock it up. Second month of football. Calm it down. But he also, there's no film on Gardner Minshew right now. We saw what Baker Mayfield did last year. He set the rookie touchdown record. But once they get film on him, he's, he's struggling right now, and I think Gardner Minshew is going to have worse – Worst issues when that film really, really gets on him. Not worried. Not worried. <laughs> Not worried because you don't really care. Lock it up. Um, <laughs> last thing. Panthers coach Ron Rivera passes John Fox to become the winningest coach franchise history with his 74th win. Shout out to Ron Rivera. Yeah, it's always odd that, like, it's just going to be odd that he's on the hot seat. Not anymore. That's over. No, but, like, he's he has points where he's on the hot seat, but it's like, he's he the best coach the, right, they've ever had. Quinn, he, like, him and Dan Quinn went into the season with the same problems, right? Right. They both had to win. They both fired defensive coordinator and were like, I'm doing this myself. Ron Rivera puts together the top pass defense in football. Dan Quinn, the exact opposite. So, I think we know who the better coach is, Ron Rivera. Yeah, and it's starting to look like that Dan Quinn uh, cachet was really more the Legion of Boom and not him, and that's where yeah. that's going right now. Like, he's having an identity crisis in himself because you're a defensive-minded head coach and your defense is trash. Yeah. And you can play gritty. You can play better on defense. You don't need – I don't want to say as much skill and talent. Like, if you got those guys, like, rallied around your philosophy and what you believe in, you can make some guys better. Like, Bill Belichick does it all the time. And I'm not saying Dan Quinn is Bill Belichick by any means, but you can make some things happen on defense. And he's just not been able to do that. And he has an MVP quarterback – and it just looks – I think this team is going to look a lot different when they get a new head coach. I hope so. Um, Duncan Standies, who are your Ooh. stars Ooh. from week five in the NFL? So, I mean, we've pretty much talked about most of them. I'm going with Russell Wilson just because he always gets forgotten when he plays on the Thursday night game. But he won that game for them on Thursday night. He went 11 for 20, 23, 268 yards, four TDs. He put on a show. I think that is the best game Russell Wilson's ever had. And I keep saying that every week, but he keeps getting better. He's consistently doing everything he needs to do to get better. Um, another one, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's kind of it's hard putting him on the list, but the story makes me have to put him on the list because he played the Falcons. They're trash. It just is what it is. But from being the ball boy, throwing with the practice squad to becoming a MVP caliber quarterback uh, and just coming back to your hometown and just putting on a fucking show. Like, man, that's that's another one of them. Christian McCaffrey, um, just being a freak human, being a freak human being. And then my last one is uh, my boy Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you know, have you listened to him talk? Not much. It makes you believe, man. Oh, it's wonderful. I didn't know where that was going. He's so spiritual. Like, yeah, he's so uplifting. Like, I, I can't. I make fun of Teddy all the time, but I feel bad every time I do it. I'm still reeling from listening to Billy Hamilton talk. Okay. Okay. You ruined it. Have Ted- you listened to him talk? No, I have not. Do you know who that is? No. 
Backup, uh, utility Sounds outfielder good. for the Braves, but he's First from Mississippi, where you're from. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he has a Mississippi-ass accent. What's wrong with a Mississippi-ass <laughs> accent, Chase? It's wild. There's nothing wild about it. That's how we talk. You should... No, you don't talk like him. And that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... After this is over, I'm going to let you listen to Billy Hamilton talk, and uh, you're going to be like, wow. Um, that's a good way of getting into my cut of the chase segment on this episode how is colin kaepernick not a new york jet so let me just luke falk this week um in a very poor depressing effort that was highlighted by a fourth and one play where uh he threw a pick six to the eagles um at midfield it went exactly as you thought it would go um off play action luke falk finished the day 15 of 26 Two interceptions, 120 yards. Someone tweeted out, the Jets' offense is just Le'Veon Bell fighting for his damn life on every other play. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's, it's not, not a wrong take. It's not wrong at all. No. Um, it was especially true in that game against the Browns a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football. Um, the Jets have scored a touchdown in an NFL game for the first time this week. Um, that was They hadn't scored um, before that. First points and 32 offensive possessions. This season. Um, the week before. Let me give you their drive chart. The week before that. Punt, 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 punt. End of half. Interception. Punt, 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 punt. Turnover on downs. I thought you were having a stroke. But all right, cool. That yeah. is um, that is real. That's what it was last week. That's not great. There, I, I just... The Jets could have been a playoff team this year. Mm-hmm. They were going into this year thinking it was either the Bills or the Jets as an AFC wildcard team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bills are going to be that team. The Jets, winless. Where is the sense of desperation? If you want to be a playoff team, why are you still content just going with Luke Falk? Like, it's, I, I'm just so upset at the Jets for not bringing Kaepernick. And I'm not saying Kaepernick's a long-term starter ever. He could have kept you alive. Right. Like Teddy Bridgewater has kept the Saints alive. He could have done that. This is unacceptable. Like, I just cannot believe their offense has been that damn bad. You brought in Le'Veon Bell for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you have these guys you're trying to get in the playoffs. Starting Luke Falk is not going to get you in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely not. And I think they, they don't care. Like, teams like that, and the Steelers should honestly look at it as well, but yeah. they – they don't care. They don't. He's obviously blackballed, and they don't want to budge on the situation because you, when your quarterback gets mono and you, he has to be quarantined and stuff like that. You need to show that you're trying to do everything in your power to win and not tank, and, and they're not doing that. So it's 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 obvious that they don't want him. The league, the league owners don't want him. I don't want to say the league because guys would proudly welcome that guy on their team any day of yeah. the week. Like Eric Reed has been. No problem. He speaks out and stuff like that. He still stands for his he's cause. He's a great player. Like he's a an important cog on the Panthers defense. And he's he's a great locker room guy. People he's moved great. on. Yes. They don't care. Once he's back in like that's the thing. It'll be one week of news, one week, and then it's gone. Right. Like it will be over. It'll be normal and then it's just like, oh, Colin Kaepernick is playing quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. It's like people do care. It's just I really do like what Jay-Z said. It's it's more like moving past that and going towards other actions to make things happen. But I, I just think they're playing too much on this Colin thing. Like they're gonna think he's he's a detriment to the team and what they stand for. None of that is true. It's none of that's true. Yeah. And it's it's completely absurd and 
And it just it just really looks bad on the NFL part. I mean, like Luke Falk should not be starting games in the NFL. He shouldn't be playing. No, he shouldn't even be in the league. He's on that Nathan Peterman status yeah. to me right now. I just can't believe the Jets said we're just doing this week after week. And they slick it. They've and expecting they've, different results. And they've missed their window. Like Sam's about to be back. Yeah. And but the season's over. It doesn't matter. Like exactly. even if Sam's come back, you cost yourself the season by not addressing the situation weeks ago. Like this has just been. And, I I don't know, and I hate that it's not talked about enough. Like I really wish analysts and things and people like that would just go on it more and just put those questions out there because it needs to be made sense of. Like I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick was a supreme like quarterback, great elite or anything like that, but he was good and he was good enough to win you some games. Yeah, he was athletic. He's a good guy. He's he's a soft spoken guy. Like for a guy who stands for this cause and kind of was the spearhead of everything. He's a soft-spoken guy. He's a chill guy. He works hard. He's been working hard for the past few years. And they could have used him. Him and Lev could have done some things, whether it be that read option thing, something to spark that team a little bit. to give them a chance so that when Sam Darnold comes back, they can still make the playoffs. That's the whole point of having somebody like Bridgewater and guys like that behind them. Right. So that, like, and Kaepernick has said he's okay with being a backup. He understands, like, that's where he is. Like, he just wants another job. That's it. Yeah, and it's it's not far fetched. Like we have some very and New York of all places is going to accept it. Like exactly that's that's another thing. New York is a perfect place for it, and they just literally just don't even care to do it. They 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 did not care about their season. They were like, we'd rather go to the toilet than sign Colin Kaepernick. And I think it's just it's disgusting because it's not like there was going to be a quarterback controversy. I know there are cat people out there who thinks like, yeah, he come in and he kills Sam Darnold and stuff like that. No, that's not how it's going. No, Sam Darnold is their quarterback. He's their franchise I guy. Mean, Colin a, would understand that, and he would understand that. He would just like to get back in the league and get an opportunity and see where it goes from there. Yeah. And he deserves that much, but he, I, I don't think he's going to get it. I, I think, don't think so either. I just think this is one of those where I'm like, if you ever want to make the case, I mean, the case is over. He settled and everything else of. The student will never know um, because of the NDAs and everything. What right. he got, like everything entailed there. But um, I just, when you look at the stats and you look at what they're doing, it's just like I, I just, I don't know how, how you justify what the Jets' offense yeah. has been. Because I'm gonna say this again: if they lose another quarterback, they have to play Lev Bell at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they should probably be playing him at quarterback now. I mean, just see what the fuck happens. I wow, mean. they need to be going full Wildcat like Ronnie Brown and everything in the Dolphins days. Um, It'd be at least fun to watch. Yeah, because right now they're the worst watch in the NFL. Um, NFL, week six. Let's get into our picks. Giants, Pats, Thursday Night Football. Suddenly an interesting game. Like if Eli was the quarterback, I, do they let Eli get like one possession? Do they give him like a little send off? <laughs> He's a, I would like, do they start him just as like a. Remember this when he beat the pass twice? What if he beats him again? It would be great, but no, no. You, I think I would actually give him the first possession. Oh, because you're not happens. winning the game anyway. No, you're the Giants, like you're not winning the game. I actually would be okay. But with, with Eli, that. there's always hope, though. No, no there is not anymore. Biggest. Hey, you no, never he's know. He's been really bad for a long time. I think yeah. that's gone. Um, hey, that's your opinion, not mine. But no, I understand. Like, I would be surprised if if his helmet is on at any point of that game. Who do you have, Pats? At home, moving on. Moving on. What if Daniel Jones did that? But I, moving yeah. on. You're you're sick. Yeah, you're sick. Pats. Um, Bucks hosting the Carolina Panthers. Suddenly in win now mode for the Bucks. They're two and three. Um, Panthers, like we said, best pass defense in football against one of the best passing offenses in football in Tampa Bay. They get to go back home. Mike Evans versus this group is going to be interesting. Um, 
I don't know. Like, what do you think? Do you think Kyle Allen is going to be able to take advantage of the secondary? Because it's actually a bad matchup for the Panthers on what they do well and what the Bucks do well. I think I'm taking the Bucks here. I mean, I'm taking the Bucks only because I don't think we're going to see two weeks in a row where Mike Evans is shut down. Yeah. I think he's going to be built up for that career game. He's going to come in there hype. And that's a, that's a lot of guy to deal with. Like, that's one of the biggest receivers in the NFL. He's one of the biggest men in the NFL. And if he starts breaking things up and you start doubling him, it's just going to open things up for Jameis, and it's going to open things up for Bruce Aaron. So I'm going to go with the Bucks on that one. Dolphins at home against the Redskins. I love that this Ooh. game's happening this week. Ooh. Just. What time? Damn. One o'clock. Oh, yeah. I got to see this. I, I've gone back and forth on this. It's Colt McCoy versus Rosen. The Dolphins don't want to win this game. And the Redskins have all the reason in the world to be like, oh, we have Bill Callahan, new interim coach, and he gets his first win and emotional. I I think I'm picking the Redskins, but it would not surprise me at all if the Dolphins won this football game. But they're just so bad. They're so bad that I can't do it. So I'm taking Washington. But if there was, if they're going to avoid 0-16, this is the week to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, if the Dolphins can do it, you're really going to see if they're trying to play. If they start running that max protection for Rosen, yeah, they're trying to win that game. But I'm, I'm still going with the Redskins. But, like, I just want to see what the effort looks like, what their game plan really is. Because you'll see. When, if they come out there and they go, like, three or four receiver set with Josh Rosen back there, they're not trying to win shit. But um, I, think, I think the Redskins are – I think they're still a better team than the Dolphins. I think they're still built, built, built strong up front, and it's gonna look. It's not gonna be a pretty game at all. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's gonna make both Colt McC- lines are terrible. But it's gonna make Colt McCoy look okay. I don't think so. I think they both look terrible in this game. What do you? Who do you think? Taco Charlton's just gonna go off? I think that. I mean, that Washington offensive line is that bad. So, I I think Jonathan Allen Kerrigan. Ionitis, those guys, they have a big day against the Miami offensive line. <laughs> I just think you're going to have like eight turnovers in this game. It's going to be it's, sloppy. It's going to be a fucking blue It's going to be like 17 9 Redskins. And it's just going to, you're going to look I at can it. see a big Adrian Peterson day. Like this might be a big one where he like runs for 120 on 30 carries. It might be something like that. It's I just, can see that. I just, I, I really wish Josh Rosen would just go off. It would be great for me. It would. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I think, um, I think his career is ruined. New Orleans on the road in Jacksonville. This is a juicy one. Jacksonville two and three. New Orleans they beat all the good teams. Now they go to Jacksonville. Why would they show this right now? I'm going Jacksonville at home. Teddy finally gets his first loss. Oh, you're going Jacksonville? No way. No mm-hmm. fucking way. Oh, big shock, Chase. Big shock. No, they were showing Dallas highlights. Oh, okay. For no fucking reason. Um, damn, we lost lost my spot. But I'm I'm definitely going. Uh, Who's playing again? They hurt my New Orleans. They hurt my feelings. Jacksonville. And we should clarify. um, Every Monday night, we do this podcast while we have Monday Night Football in the background. (laughs) And Duncan just got sidetracked. But it's it's okay. I got my feelings hurt, but it's cool. But I'm going with... Dallas lost, by the way, yesterday. Shut up, bitch. Anyway, we're going with... I'm going with New Orleans. Mm. They're hot. They're hot right now, and... This Carter's, is just the perfect letdown spot. This is it. Like they, they no, won so many big games now that going to Jacksonville right after all that, this would be the first. Like it'd be just a dumb loss. I just can see this being a dumb loss for them. They're not that team. They're they're not. They're like they're gonna take advantage of that Gardner Minshew shit. Like that stuff that I'm talking about. Him holding the ball too long. 
giving the defense opportunities because he's going to throw some picks in that game. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, he's going to look cool. He's going to, like, do some flashy things. He's going to have some ooh and ah moments and stuff like that. But I mean, he's a quarterback in the game. That the New Orleans Saints are nasty. Mm-hmm. I agree. And they're going to roll through Jacksonville. I don't think so. I don't know. But when you're wrong, it'll be cool. We'll talk about it next week. I got uh, the Jags here. You should, you should do a segment of where Chase was wrong. But anyway. <laughs> Ravens at home against the Bengals. Another one. Uh, I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on this. Is it a toss-up? No. I'm just playing. Big game for the Ravens because now they're back 4-2. and two. It's not a big game. Well, I'm saying Ravens. like based on how their season's going, it's funny. They're going two wins, two losses. Two wins because now they're going to be 4-2. and two. There's no chance the Bengals win this game. But just, just mark my words on this. After he Lamar Jackson plays this game, there's going to be so many. I told you so about Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. oh, he's spectacular. He's great and stuff like that. He's good. I like Lamar. But it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, yeah. we're we're doing. I don't know what's going on this season, but everybody's just overreacting, top to bottom. Like, like they they people don't understand the middle ground in it, and we have to understand like. He's going to play well against these bad teams. He plays well. He just has a lot of things to work on. Browns at home against the Seahawks. I feel like the Browns' schedule has just been brutal for them. Too much prime time, too many good teams early on, and new system defensively. Brought in Ton Monken as their OC. They're doing. They're trying to find that balance between what Freddie was running last year versus what Ton Monken was doing in Tampa Bay. Um, this is interesting. I mean, at least it's at home. I'm... I just I can't do it. I think the Seahawks went on went on the road here, and the Browns are in real trouble. No, the Browns are definitely in trouble, and I think uh, I think Todd Munkin needs to go. Um, I was he was the only piece of that that coaching staff that got hired. I was worried about. I I didn't see that being what like going over well, but I got I got Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in this one, and it hurts me because I love I love Baker Mayfield, but they 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 got to get some things together. They got to figure it out. Um, that defense is there. That they didn't, they're not showing it tonight, but it's just because they're on the field the entire game. Well, it's also just a bad matchup. Like your Davion Clowney in that front seven um, matched up against the Browns offensive line that's just struggled. Like this is just, I, I don't think this is a good matchup for the Browns at all. No, and I mean you got one of I would say top five quarterback going against the Browns defense, and they're they're still young. Yeah, they don't have anybody over twenty seven either. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for him. I think Russell Wilson's gonna play with him a little bit. He's gonna play conservative at first, but when there's some bright spots and he needs to take some chances, Russell's gonna make it happen. And I think DK Metcalf's gonna have a good good, good day, and Taylor Lockett's gonna look nasty too. They need to adult word blank because he's he was a scratch tonight. Yeah, um, and I think Greedy was a scratch too. They need to get that secondary healthy. Um, Eagles at Vikings, another juicy one. Vikings beat a bad Giants team last week. Um, they're at home here. The Eagles riding a nice little high of burying the Jets. Both teams really need this kind of win. Um, the Vikings falling back 3-3 three and three is not what you really want. Um, the Vikings need it more, though. I, I'm going Eagles here. I'm going Vikings because... Kirk Cousins has to play out of his mind. Like he yeah. can't, he can't afford any more bad games with that receiving core. That team is made to win now, top to bottom. And the only problem is him. And they have skill on every every well, school. I think the offensive line is still uh, that's still part of the problem. That's part of the problem. But like that money he's getting, yeah. that excuse is going out the window for him. It's it's kind of it's unfair, but it's fair. It's the way it goes right now, and he can't afford to lose that locker room. 
Otherwise, yeah. bad things are about to happen. Can you imagine so. picking Kirk Cousins over Stephon Diggs? Oh, God, no. Because no. that, like, is a real possibility. I mean, it is because your quarterback has longevity. And he's got the guaranteed money where they're like, well, we can't trade him, so I guess we'll trade Stephon Diggs. But it's like, no, you don't trade a top five receiver. Like, just, I I don't know. Like, and if that happens, I really feel like they would end up, Adam Thielen would end up requesting a trade. Because they, they do, him and Kirk Cousins do not get along. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff there. But it's been since he got there, though. And I don't know why. Like, is, I don't know. Is it just because, like, Thielen's down with the boys and he knows Kirk's a MAGA guy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm so confused, but it's just there's a lot of tension in that locker room from Kirk Cousins and everybody else. It's kind of odd to watch. And it's been there since since the very beginning up until now, and it's getting worse. And he it, it, that's why I'm like, he can't afford to lose this one. Because uh, that Eagles secondary but I think can he's be had. To. I think this is just like. With that Eagles secondary, if he loses that game. It's going to be bad. And I'm not trying to talk shit just because Cole lives like right next door to me, but he should have a field day mm-hmm. with that Eagles defense. And if he go, if he throws under 200 yards, there's going to be some issues in Minnesota. Texans at Kansas City. Another Ooh. good one. Gives a lot of good games on next week. Um, even though the next one I'm going to bring up is another toilet bowl game. Um the Chiefs are not healthy, and the defense is now ravaged by injuries. The defense is also just can't get a stop. They're, um, they've been trash. Pat Mahomes is hurt. Tyree Kill is still out. They need healthy bodies again. Like they're just—it yeah. feels like they're having the season from hell injury-wise now. Mm-hmm. The Texans are going to put up a lot of points, but the difference is this is actually still like a good matchup for Kansas City because what Detroit and um, this past week with Indy they did really well was they both kept Pat Mahomes off the field, mm-hmm. and they. Detroit has on Johnson and a great offensive line. Andy has a great offensive line, great running game. Texans don't have that. The Texans no. are not a ground and pound. We're going to have a 12 play, a 78 yard drive. This is going to be a shootout. Right. And those games are what Pat Mahomes never loses. He will beat you in a shootout. You don't, That's like the exact opposite way of playing this Chiefs team is try and get Pat Mahomes in a shootout. But when you have Deshaun Watson, I mean... It could be a good one. It could be one for the books, man. It could. Like I, that's what I think. I think this is gonna be a high scoring affair. But I'm going Chiefs here, and it's because the way the Texans are built, they're gonna give the Chiefs defense an out where it's like they're gonna score quickly, but then they're gonna do some dumb stuff. And Tyron Matthews gonna yeah. get a pick. They're gonna force a couple sacks, strip sacks, and Pat Mahomes just gonna outbuild Deshaun. Yeah, it's gonna be a game of highlights. But I'm yeah. gonna go with Patty Mahomes. I've been going past since he left Texas Tech, so I'm I'm Patty Mahomes. But I think Deshaun Watson's gonna make this interesting. Yeah, him and Will Fuller were doing some crazy things on that field the other yesterday. So yeah, I think it's gonna be nice to watch. It's gonna be fun to watch. It might be the best game. I think that's very possible. Even though um, there's gonna be no defense involved, but that's what's in right now. So Falcons at Arizona. Shout out to my guy Kyler Murray getting his first win in his NFL <laughs> career this last week. Um, oh, he was MVP um, of the game last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. He was really good doing stuff on the ground through the air. Kyler getting comfortable out there in Arizona. Um, I think Falcon season's over and they lose on the road here in Arizona. No, I think uh, this is the Dan Quinn game. This is it. This is it. When he loses this yeah. Sunday to the Arizona Cardinals, because I thought I thought you were going in your conversation. Congratulations on my boy Kyler Murray getting this win this weekend. Oh, he's doing that too. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I thought you were yeah. already like putting it into stars. Like they're losing back to back wins for Kyler. There yeah. You go. So I mean, I think it. I think after that one, Monday morning, Dan Quinn gone. 
one and five. That that's finally it. Um, 49ers undefeated. You can make the case of the second best team in football at a very desperate, suddenly very desperate Los Angeles Rams team. I'm going 49ers here. I don't like what I've seen from the Rams this year. I think Nikki Bosa is going to have a field day with that Los Angeles Rams offense. Like Andrew Whitworth's already sweating thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's having fucking nightmares. Ty Gurley's only getting, what, 12 carries a game right now. This has to be their best game. That Goff is just passing too much. Like, he's having to do too much in this offense. And also, the 49ers defense is good. Like, this is a bit... Like, their defense is better than the Seahawks defense from a week ago. Right. Like, they're... The 49ers have an elite defense. They have Shanahan, so they have an offensive Please mastermind stop. there. Please stop. They, Please it, stop. <laughs> Let it go. No. We have a fucking Shanahan segment every week. And it's weird. I have so many questions. Can you imagine, though, if we got Shanahan and Gardner Minshew on the same team? Why would I want that? I... I wouldn't want nothing They're more. in good situations. Like yeah, the, you don't combine them. You don't. You don't need. Nobody's in a terrible situation there. No, I just I, nobody needs that. I just want it. Kyle does not want Gardner Minshew. No, I mean Jimmy G is great. So I love Jimmy G as well. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, Jimmy Legend. But I think the 49ers are here. Like they're blowing out the Rams on Monday Night Football. They're they're better than the Rams this year. The Rams no. have real problems. Uh, they were uh, the 49ers were actually like my dark horse pick, which was kind of weird to have them as that. But like everybody kind of had Jimmy G down in the dumps and everything like that because of his injury and all that other type of stuff. And he was still unproven. But I think Jimmy G, I mean, if you're looking at him right now, Jimmy G is good. Yeah. Jimmy G was trained well. He was trained by New England. They do well. Him and Jacoby are showing that New England knows how to breed some quarterbacks. But I'm going with the 49ers. Man, they got everything going. They got everything rolling right now. Kyle Shanahan is a beast. I, I hate that I have, well, I don't hate that I have to say that. I hate that you liked him that much that you make me hate Shanahan. But they're gonna look good. It's it's gonna be a wrap, bro. I think there's a possibility Wade Phillips retires midseason. No. That defense is atrocious right now. No. Talib, Peters, those guys, they're awful. Fired, yes. Retire. I don't think they'll fire him. They'll he'll just be like, he retired. I think this is the last year of Wade Phillips, though, for sure. It's and that it, offensive line is just not good. Like I think the Rams are missing the playoffs. I'm not gonna go that far. Look at the NFC; they're not winning the division. So if they're not winning the division, who's get like the Cowboys, Packers, hmm. Vikings, Lions, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, well, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. Like you think about that. We're I, I out of that group. The Rams are in that bottom tier of that group right now. Yeah, I mean, the way they've been playing, yeah, and then throwing it 60, what was it, 68 times last yeah. week, that doesn't help, but I think they, they have some they have some issues that they can fix. I don't know I don't know if they can fix them this season because it's mainly around that O-line and Todd. Like, Todd's not the same. The man. defense is also terrible. Yeah, but I the only real viable, the only thing I really liked on that defense is Aaron Donald. When you get to that secondary, that second level, that defense can be had. Like all all the running backs ever have to do anybody running a short pass or anything like that get past Aaron Donald and see what happens. They're in a similar situation than the Chiefs. I mean, they got a key to leave and Marcus Peters, but Marcus Peters, those they're both terrible. I'm not gonna say terrible, but it's like no, they're terrible, bro. A key to leave is old. Clay Matthews gone for a month. Clay Matthews was not that good anyway. No, but he's gone. It's just another body. And then, and then Marcus Peters, he can cover guys, but like. 
he those three or four plays where he loses his man will be the biggest biggest plays of the game. That's just how his game works. It is it's just terrible because he gets the worst luck of it. But that's just how it works in the NFL for him. But George Kittle is going to have a lot of fun against this defense next week. Um, Titans at Broncos. Go ahead and lock this up for me. This is my lock of the week. Uh, Titans are beating Denver on the road. Vic Fangio at 61 years old got his first win as a head coach last week or yesterday, excuse me, um, against the San Diego Chargers, now known as the Los Angeles Chargers, um, on the road. It was a very ugly game. It was like 17-13. It was, it was awful, so I didn't want to talk are, about it. This are you week. giving up on Denver yet? Yeah. Okay, thank God. I'm, I'm out on Denver, um, even after a win. But the Titans are the perfect candidate to just they, – they're going to do this all season. A dumbass loss against the Bills, and then guess what? They're going to just blow out the Broncos on the road in mile high. They just they can't. They're gonna win thirty five to like eight. I don't know what they're missing, man. They just can't figure out what they want to do. And uh, but they got Caleb Parking now, though. So how do you feel about uh, Fangio being gone after the season? No, they won't do that. You don't think so? No. Seven others. No, I do think they'll do something drastic again with the quarterback. They're gonna do something. What do you mean drastic? They don't. They're gonna try and trade for somebody else. Yeah, but if it's what you always do, is it drastic anymore? I mean, it's still drastic doing that kind of revolving door at quarterback, but you mean no, like, I don't think Fangio's getting canned after a year. You mean like having the most expensive quarterback room in the NFL? Do they? They they're top three. They have a lot of tied up money, but uh, but I mean, I don't I don't think they they should keep Fangio. I think Fangio needs to go back to being a DC. It's still year one. I I don't know. I'm still a big big Fangio guy's defensive. That's mind, all Wilkes and got, and they have a Shanahan disciple as their OC. So let me get. A real quarterback. And they have Munchak as their offensive line coach, who's just a really smart offensive line coach. And just what he did in Pittsburgh was just unparalleled. And But it's uh, not working. It's still early. It's We're five games in. And how many games did they want? I won. Okay. I, I just, I'm not ready to do that yet with them. Um, Cowboys at the Jets. So you get to play Luke Falk this week. Congratulations. Oh, I just, I don't even want to watch that. Like, I really yes, you do. You get to watch um, <laughs> Leighton Vanderesh have 19 sacks. Sean Lee might return a fumble for six. I mean, I think this is the game they're like going to get back on track, but it's only because they're playing like a team like the Miami Dolphins yeah. all over again. And and it's that's the other thing. I, I'm not excited about it because right now it's it's literally all about playing the uh, the Pats, the Bears, and the Eagles. And that's all that matters right now. Those games are the only key games. The rest of these games are going to blow through. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I definitely got the Cowboys. Woo. But uh, it's it's just that's that's not even the team that's going to come up. They're, the Jets are going to come out flat. They're going to get killed. They're going to get ruled on the line of scrimmage. Tyron Smith and uh, Leo Collins can come back next week, but they shouldn't. They need to stay out rest. Week, yeah. yeah. Let the swelling go down from the sprains and everything it's like that. It's basically a bye week. Yeah, it's pretty much a good bye week where you can test new things out. Kellen Moore's going to have a field day. Um, Dak's going to look perfect. Uh, Michael Gallup's going to get another game under him after that meniscus surgery and stuff like that. He's going to be a little bit better. Um, just physically, just feeling better and stuff Telling like that. going to be a big Dak game. It's going to be a big Zeke game. You're probably right. You might you might have Zeke with four touchdowns and then just yeah. rule time and possession the entire time. But I think the throws are just going to be too easy to make. You're going to have to. Yeah. Sunday night, they thought this was going to be a good game before the season. It will not. Steelers at Chargers. That was supposed to be a tremendous game. Yeah, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, two AFC title contenders. No. 
Washington still have like two picks. These though. two teams might not be in the playoffs. Um, Chargers here, lock it up. Even though I've already done one lock of the week. No, I can't do two. Uh, I'll just wait. Say, did you say might not be in the playoffs? Yeah, they're not. Who Chargers? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're not. Crazy good. things have happened. I can't write off the the AFC is just not good. The AFC is not good at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's still an easy path to the Chargers getting in the playoffs this year. Very oh, that's easy. True. That's true. Um. I don't know. I like I like the Chargers here and Devlin Hodges. Um, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna pay off. I hope he pulls out. That would be cool. No, it's not gonna happen. But it's cool. you got Chargers? Yeah, I got the Chargers for sure. Monday night, Lions at Packers. The Lions beat the Packers every year, twice. They've won, I think, three years in a row. They the Packers haven't beaten the Lions in well, almost Aaron, half a decade. Well, Aaron Rodgers is nine and four against Matt Stafford, though. Uh, I don't think... Well, I guess he's missed a lot, yeah. Yeah, no, but he is. It's a fact. But I still think this is going to be one of the most interesting games all week. Yeah, the Lions have won four straight right now against the Packers. So it's been three years. But I'm still going to go with the Packers, but it's going to be a really good game for both teams. Like, nobody's just going to run away with it. It might be a nail-biter, too, and it's just you got two gunslingers meeting up together. It's always a fun game to watch. Hmm. I don't know. This is uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm I'm fascinated by how this is going to go. Uh, but I will take the Lions on the road in Green Bay. That's not a bad pick. Neither neither team is a bad pick. The Lions are for real. The Green Bay Packers have a defense with Aaron Rodgers now. Like Aaron Rodgers was doing some magical stuff on the field. I saw three points where he should have been sacked, and he just escaped. He's just like a magician out there. So. If Mass African just keep them in the game and keep throwing them in the game with Marvin Jones Jr., like they're going to be fine. It's going to be a nice game. It's going to be a highlight. That's the Monday night? Yep. Oh, that's for sure got to be. TV on when I walk in here this time, yes. Chase. TV on. I understand. This I like to read shit that you were doing, not on football day. I mean, I was reading football stuff, though. Yeah, but football's on right now. I know. The book will be there. This I, game not, doesn't, doesn't okay. replay. Okay. Dick. Okay. All right. Okay. Stop whispering at me. It's condescending. <laughs> Bitch. When am I ever condescending? When are you not? Actually, I do it too. I can't even bullshit. I think that's that's a, another language in this household. It's kind of fucked up. Yes, yeah, I think we have that in us. Cola and Noah don't really have condescending attitudes. Uh, Cola does. Does no, he? Noah sometimes. It just depends. We are... Uh, I was telling, a, I was telling uh, Noah's dad the other day, like, literally... We're not that nice to each other. We we love each other. We do whatever for each other, but we're not that nice to each other on the regular day. No, it's okay. Like if you like heard the way we talk to each other, sometimes you're like, "How long have y'all known each other? Like, do y'all like each other?" I mean, it, compared to how we talk to Izzy, it's um... that's you. That's literally just <laughs> you. I I am not mean to animals. Like that's some weird shit. I'm not mean. Hold on. <laughs> that's some weird shit. You got some animal cruelty problems. Like you got some weird shit going. No, on. I just hate this dog. You know I can hear you in this house. <laughs> uh, the dog is just. I hate that dog. Like if people recorded you, you might go to jail for for just being mean to a dog. Animal cruelty. That's not animal cruelty. I'm just talking. to What it. I hear, I'm I just <laughs> if if. Like, I just wish you could hear it. Hear what I hear. Like, what I wake up to. What I used to wake up to sometimes. I'm just like, 
Chase is either gonna hit that dog or that dog's gonna like. I would never do that. A. Well, A, you shouldn't because those dogs will eat you alive. But but also, I wouldn't and have never. It's just that dog is the most annoying dog of all time. It's not. The dog next door is. That's the dog next door. That little yippee shit over there. Yeah. I just want to like if it gets away, I'm letting that motherfucker lose. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm putting putting her him her in the car and I'm driving as far as I can. Nice neighborhood and I'm just. Letting it go. And I'm I'm not going to give two shits about it. I'm going to put her in a nice, nice little suburban household. And she'll be fine. Somebody will take that dog. (laughs) And she can bark her ass while I drive the fuck away. It's just funny. It's just the definition of of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And he just takes the dog out every day. And just maybe today's the day he won't. Bark its fucking head off at passerbyers, and it's just unbelievable. Every day, I just I was here for five minutes straight, and it's just <laughs> don't do that. Stop barking, and it just doesn't stop and doesn't listen. It's just every single day. I just love how they make Eric do this shit because like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with his situation, but like he's always out with the dog, and all I hear is "Hey," and I'm just like, <laughs> "Bro, that that doesn't. That's not discipline. That's not <laughs> just how the wasting fuck, air. You're just wait. Like you talking is making me more angry. Yeah. Like." I, I'm literally working myself up. Like, if that dog gets away and it ends up in our backyard, I'm going to give you a look. And that means shut the fuck up and don't say a word. Either get in the car or stay in here and shut the fuck up. Either either way, you're an accomplice. The last five minutes of this podcast have been just wild. Dog shaming. Yes. Is that a thing? I think so. I made it up. Uh, whatever. We'll Not all dogs are great. I mean, we have Kev in the house. He's great. Yeah, Kev's dope. Except when he gets in the trash. Or he's depressed. Yeah, that's not great either. But that's actually... Uh, yeah, that's... Or when he hides in the bathroom. That shit's fucking weird. That scares me, though. He doesn't do that as much anymore. No, I know his home, so... When he's depressed, he goes in the bathroom and hides. I'm like, why is that a thing? I just want to know he what He likes to brood. He's a he's an emo dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a lot of feelings. Does that mean we need to watch out for Noah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was light-skinned, but no, it'd be too light-skinned sometimes. You kind of got to worry about him a little bit. See, I don't know. Now you're putting me in a position where I don't know. I mean, you're an emotional-ass bitch, too, though. Whoa. What? I am not. What did I say? I am not emotional. You are very emotional. I it's okay, not. man. You're in touch with your feelings and shit. You're uh, you're what girls call a sensi. I... <laughs> and me and Cola just... We're just here. I'm not that sensitive. You're extremely sensitive. I am not sensitive. <laughs> Yell at me one more damn time. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if this is your podcast. You trip. It's you okay. don't know me. It's okay to be sensitive, Chase. It's just, I'm not... I'm tired of feelings, man. Are you? You seem to love them. No, definitely don't. Because I've seen you and Kev just brood together. Well, you're you're more like romanticizing the situation. Like, I hear you through the, the house a lot. And it's just like... Gotta live with a weirdo. <laughs> and I'm like, I turn my TV off and I turn the lights off because I don't want you to know I'm around. Because I'm like, I feel like I have to watch you in a way. Like, and I know you know it because when we were having a conversation, you knew I was in my in my room and you spoke clearly and asked me a fucking question. I answered immediately, and that's how I know you know I'm there. But it's weird. That shit was weird. And I'm like, man, I I just look out for you, man. Like sometimes I, I'm it's tough on you, but at the same time, I'm I'm listening. You're not always alone. Sometimes when you think you're in this house alone, you're not. And I want you to know that. Uh 
Well, we learn something new every day. I tell you this every <laughs> other day. That door that separates my room from the kitchen is not a real door. You installed the fucking wall thing. So you know how thin it is. But you still seem to... I heard you talking about me twice. And you thought I could not hear you. And you're just like... And you, and that's when I learned you were a capper. You lie sometimes and you be sensitive. I was not a capper. You were... You were you no, because remember, I, you, you said I did not... About, what was that about? You stealing my food and then like asking Noah, could you eat my food? I <laughs> no, walk in. That's, that's not lying. That was me saying that like, I was just like, it was something about the ramen, wasn't it? Yeah. And you were like, Duncan got mad because I ate his ramen and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I told you. <laughs> I was you, like, mad because you, you lied about it. No, I didn't lie. You lied to me and I watched you. I know the situation. No, and I didn't you lie. Will, you will blatantly lie. No, I didn't. Like if you had asked me, that's you, what you're you, mad about. I was, uh, yeah, I was more mad that you cooked it and then asked me. <laughs> that was the most disrespectful <laughs> shit. Like if I didn't like you, I would have punched you in your fucking chest. Cause like that's how you know I really like you. Cause like, and also I'm gonna get you back in so many ways, in the worst ways possible. But it's fine. I'm just letting you know that was what made me angry, huh? <laughs> I don't know how to wrap this podcast up now. See, now I got to stop that because, like, if you disappear, everybody's gonna think I did it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I You're... did. I have been having dreams about like, like throwing you off stuff. It's been kind of <laughs> wild. Like it happened. I forgot what you did last week, and it pissed me off. But like, had a dream, another one. I just picked you up, and I was like, "You don't live here anymore." And I threw you outside, and I threw all your shit out there, and you're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> you know that weird shit you do when you're like running away, or you feel like masculine or whatever. But yeah, it's weird. What? It was it was a whole saga of a dream. And I woke up and I was like, it felt good. I felt good. You like I feel guilty. I had a fantastic like that. I had a fantastic day after that. That's I told everybody in the house, but I felt like I should tell you now. I don't know why it's decided to do it on the podcast, but now you know. Hmm. What do you think that means? Nothing good. Okay. I wonder, I'm sure you're not the only one who's ever had that kind of thought of throwing me off a... I don't think so. No. I know Sean's had it. Well, yeah, Sean's for sure had it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cutting all the last 15 minutes of this podcast. Can Um, you just save it for me? No. Please? Um, Everybody's going to agree. Yeah, sure. Well, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas. You can follow Duncan at Duncan T Steele. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Go I've to actually Chase been working on my Twitter. Have you? Yeah. What have you done? Like stuff. Oh, that's not. I guess follow stuff. Oh, there you go. Reach. No, I didn't do have that. You I was, bio that, yet? No, no, no. That gave me a lot of anxiety. Okay. I didn't realize how much it gave me until I like saw it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pressure. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Um, Duncan, if people like the podcast and they listen on Apple Podcasts, what should they do? Uh, they should leave an outstanding review and also donate to the Chase Thomas Moving Out Fund. We are taking any donations. We take change, dollars, checks, whatever you can offer. Um, we're not doing that last part, but um, do that. Subscribe on iTunes. Go to ChaseThomasPodcast.com. Read my stuff, and I will be back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Feel free to re- DM me for donations. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran. 
Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.